2: in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill.
3: Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so bump stocks are back on the shelves, folks. That's right. If you want your bump stock, you can get you one, especially if you live in Texas, Louisiana, or Mississippi. That's right. The bump stocks are back on sale. We have... On Skype here, we have Jeremiah Cottle, and he is the founder, the inventor of the bump stock. And Jeremiah is going to tell us about his company. He's going to tell us how he started the bump stocks. He's also going to tell us what he's doing right now because he starts selling those suckers this week. He said, you know what? He's not waiting. He's starting selling those suckers right now. You want your bump stock? You contact Jeremiah. He's going to tell you the website. Going to you're going to find out where you can purchase your bump stock today. Especially if you live in Texas, Louisiana, or Mississippi. Jeremiah, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Michael, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, sir. So, Jeremiah, tell us about yourself. You know, uh, you know, you, you were in the military. Tell me uh, where did you grow up? You know, where are you from? I grew up
4: in West Texas, out by Abilene. My family's lived here for, since the 1870s. Um, I served in the United States Air Force. I'm a retired veteran like yourself. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service, sir. Thank you for your support. Um, I came home after um, my medical retirement. We have uh, a family ranch, like I'd said, that have been there since the 1870s. And I came back to recover from my injuries with my grandparents and I'm an avid hunter and fisher growing up. And that was one of the things that brought me peace and I enjoyed doing was going out and hunting and fishing. And during uh, guns have always been a part of my life. So I had uh, been out hunting with a friend one day and we were playing around and we were bump firing. And you know, it's simple physics So it was one of those things where it was, you know, if you can do that from your hip, well, then you should be able to hold the gun safely and do it as well. Mm -hmm. And then that started the quest of developing the bump stock.
3: All right. And so uh, you made it out of like a piece of wood or something, right? Oh, yeah. The first one, it works absolutely beautifully.
4: A two by 10 PVC pipe and duct tape and a little bit of my work with a Dremel and a Zaw saw and uh, a couple hours later proof of concept worked amazing i always, tell, was...
3: I always tell people you know there's there, we can do amazing things with duct tape and baling wire you'd just be surprised yeah. you know what we can do with that duct tape and bailing wire boy i'm telling you you're gonna learn today so Brilliant. did you put
5: the pvc pipe over the buffer tube and then tape the two by ten to the side of the pvc pipe so that the front end of the wood is right in front of the trigger
4: uh, actually, I hollowed out the front end of the wood so that the trigger group could reciprocate back into the hollowed area. And but yes, the buffer tube area was covered by the PVC pot.
5: Oh, that's genius!
4: <laughs> it works
3: really, really good. Man, I tell you, I, you know what? I, I, you know, I always tell people, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, you know, I'm coming over someone's house, you know, but you know what? I'm changing my plans. I'm coming to your house next Super Bowl Sunday because I bet you we oh. can have some fun with some guns out in your backyard.
4: Oh, absolutely. We'll always go
3: <laughs> put a smile
4: on your face. That's, that's the thing about it. It's just so much fun that you can go out and have a good time. And that was one of the beautiful things of running my company over those eight years. i got so many good and positive reviews from people. Stories like, hey, I took my dad out, you know, to go shooting for the first time in 20 years. He's a Vietnam vet. And he used your product. And I haven't seen him smile like that in two decades.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: All right, so let's go. Take me back a little bit. So, you know, you, you, what, what brought you to that realization that hey, let me try this, you know, this bump stock? Was it, you know, someone's particular injury with a certain person? You know, take us back, you know, that far.
4: Well, it was one of those things where um, I did do some support with some other fellow vets where there was quadriplegics and paraplegics. And I didn't know at that time that even if you are a quadriplegic or paraplegic and have limited use, you can still have limited use of your hands. And I had taken one individual out on a hunt and he could still use his hands, but he didn't have the strength to pull a trigger. So, mm. uh, but he had the strength in his off arm to move the gun forward and manipulate the gun. So I always also thought that was an interesting. Um, a usage of how you change how someone fires a firearm.
3: Hmm. Okay. And then, so you, you guys were out one day and how'd this all, you know, set it up for me a little bit.
4: Uh, uh, as far as developing
3: it. Yeah. Oh, we were out one day, just we
4: were out shooting turtles and having a good time so that we can keep our fishing hole clean so that we, they don't eat all our bass. And that's something I did as a kid growing up. I'm sure that'll upset some people, but, uh, I mean it is what it is we i grew up in a different time and uh like i said we were just practicing shooting really fast and it was one of those things where i had watched on youtube someone bump firing from the hip and i showed my friend david at the time and the bullets went everywhere because when you're shooting from the hip it's it's horribly unsafe and that was one of those things where i just looked at the physics behind how the firearm works and how that particular shooting method works. And I developed a way that you could hold the gun safely. And it took me about six months because I had tried a couple of different ideas and contraptions, but none of them were reliable. None of them worked well. until one night, it just came to me that you had to replace the back end of the firearm with a stable shooting platform, which is now known as the bump stock.
3: Okay. And then you, when you're in the Air Force, you got a brain injury as well, right?
4: Yes, sir. Whenever I was in the military, I suffered um, a TBI and they had to do some decompression surgery, two brain surgeries. And I didn't drive a car for six years. So, And whenever I went home and I took care of my grandparents and helped them around the ranch doing what I could do while I was recovering, and uh you know living out in west texas it's it's rough out there and the heat's brutal and it's it's one of those things where like you said if you can learn to work with baling wire and duct tape you can do a lot of things and it's pretty prominent
3: out there that's right. All right. We're talking with Jeremiah Cottle. He's the inventor of the bump stock. We're talking about the bump stock history behind it, how he designed it. We're also going to talk about where we come, where are we today? You know, with the bump stock talk about the lawsuit. We're going to talk about the fact that Jeremiah sell no suckers right now. So if you want your bump stock, he's going to be able to tell us where we can get a bump stock. That's right. We're, We're talking about the bump stock. We're going to the Supreme Court. We're pushing this. It's not just about Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Right now it is, but hopefully it'll be about all 50 states of the United States. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Mann Jones. (laughs) And I get my
7: gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
8: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All
8: right, so
3: today we're talking about bump stocks. We're talking about the... We're talking with Jeremiah Cotto, the inventor of the bump stock. And, man, you know what, Zach? Last night was just insane in Austin, Texas. It was crazy. Uh, You had drag race. People were drag racing uh, downtown. You know, Neil, they were drag racing north of Austin. It was just complete chaos. They were attacking police vehicles. Uh, throwing fireworks on police vehicles and everything. This, this town was just complete chaos downtown last
5: night. Yeah, they were throwing those uh, fireworks, artillery shells at cop cars.
3: Yeah, one police officer was injured. Uh, I think they damaged, like, what, uh, several police cars, police vehicles. Mm-hmm. And so it was just complete chaos downtown. Yeah, at least five police cars were damaged. That's just insane. So, And they say they're going to do it again tonight. So it's going to happen again tonight. Uh, later on the show, we're gonna have someone on the phone who was down there, and he produced a music video. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about that, <laughs> and so you know, I wonder if you know, was did he help put this thing on? You know, what's going on? So we're gonna we're gonna talk to him about that and find out what in the world's going on because they say they're gonna do it again tonight, according to one of the uh, uh, Twitter page of the Fox News reporters. Uh, some guys said that you know they're gonna they're gonna tear Austin up again tonight. Austin, Texas, baby. That's right, and it's a holiday because tomorrow's President's Day. So a lot of people got some time on their hands to waste tonight. So we'll see what happens again tonight. And usually, what happens is police are so busy trying to control that crowd. You know, it's it's a large crowd of people that go out and watch these things, and so police are busy. You know, you know, trying to control that that they can't focus on other parts of the city. So people, man, last night there was a group of people that bust through the like a storage shed, you know, several storage sheds along I-35 break into their storage places there to grab stuff out of the storage. It was just chaos last night all around the city. Crime is just insane. This is what, and this is what the city council has created in Austin, Texas, because they're not, they're not giving the police their contract. They're not hiring more police officers. We're understaffed. Austin
6: is one of the five safest big cities in the country.
3: But this is what you voted for you know this is what you asked for and this is what you got so now we got to sit back and enjoy for the next few years all right so but we have you know on Skype we have Jeremiah Cottle and Jeremiah is talking to us about the bump stock and Jeremiah you I mean you're from West Texas a West Texas dirt farmer what do you know about a business and and you know and starting from scratch and all that stuff how did you figure all that stuff out
4: man what do I know I know a lot now back then I didn't <laughs> anything so it was just one of those things where it's like drinking from a fire hydrant you just strap on and take it so and there's no quit. So, I mean it was one of those things where you just reach out to the people that you know and it's really amazing how the universe puts the right people in the right place at the right time if you ask the right questions that's right And I was just really fortunate to have good people in my life and I'd ask the right questions and they'd point me in the right direction. And, you know, through that, I got my patents on my products so that I can protect my product. And then on top of that, I started learning how to build a business and setting up, you know, an LLC and everything that goes along with that and learned a whole lot about insurance and different things that most people that it's just being in. The environment
3: that I was in I had to learn mm, nice and so you guys started slide fire yes sir how'd you come up with that name
4: well it was actually pretty funny because the the name slide fire comes from I was demonstrating how you operate the product and I didn't have a name for the company at that point point. and you simply I was telling you simply slide the gun forward and it fires and I was like slide fire that's a great name and that's how it came about
3: <laughs> and for those that don't know a bump stock is a device that harnessed the recoil of a semi-automatic firearm to allow a shooter to fire shots in quick succession mimicking an automatic gunfire so it's like um you you hold it you use your left arm and kind of you your finger sits there on the trigger and you kind of push out with your your left arm there if you're right-handed and each time you pull the trigger, the a round fires, and you just and then you just use the recoil of the the firearm there, right, Jeremiah?
4: Well, I mean, I want to be really clear about it because that's one of the bad things. Is out in the media, they've wanted to say that it
3: accelerates the
4: rate of fire of a firearm, uh-huh. and that's simply not true, because a, me- a firearm is a mechanical device. Right, it can shoot as fast as it can shoot, and I put a video up on my website. Bumpstock.com that shows that I can shoot a firearm without a bump stock just as fast as I can shoot with a bump stock. It's just I can do it safely from the shoulder. So, what it does is you immobilize your shooting, your trigger finger in front of the trigger, and then you push the firearm into your trigger. And then the recoil resets the trigger, and then You remove you move the gun back to the firing position. And that's how you can achieve a high rate of fire with a semi-automatic rifle, just like you can when you're bump firing from your hip. You just do it in a safe manner because you can hold the firearm properly and actually aim.
3: It's a lot safer doing it with the bump stock than it is doing on your hip. Exactly. Right. Yeah, because I hate when they and I hate when they say that, you know, mimicking automatic gunfire, you know, I kinda I hate that because people, you know. What what's the name of the guy that actually shoots really fast
5: jerry mitchell yeah and
3: so you know what is his finger you know, is he it's you know that's is his finger a machine gun <laughs> you know right. so I, I i hate when they do that um you know just because you you practice and you have skills uh you know we're supposed to what are we, what are we supposed to do register our fingers
4: right <laughs> it, i mean you probably are very well aware of this michael or aware of this michael that You know, we're a country of laws, and the law for a machine gun is very specific. It's a mechanical definition. It doesn't matter if the machine gun shoots 50 rounds a minute or 5,000 rounds a minute. It's the mechanical function that defines the difference between a semi-automatic and an automatic firearm. And that's exactly what I believe the court said.
3: That's right, and that's what the Fifth Circuit said. So they, they lined this out really well when we took this case to the Fifth Circuit and they came up they had diagrams they had a great definition and a layout of what a machine gun was and what a semi automatic was and the functionings of the trigger and all that stuff so i i love the way the fifth circuit you know set this up for the supreme court so and and, and also like the fact that they said hey the that the ATF can't create law
4: yes that's very I was glad to see that they put that in there as well, just because of the things that we're seeing coming down the pipe now. But even branching out further, talking about how the laws are written, if you look at the Florida statute, which Florida is one of those ones that at the state level passed a bump stock ban. If you read the statute, it does not apply to bump stocks because it specifically states in there that there's two, what a bump stock does as they define it, my product does not do those things. Mm. It'll be interesting to see how this pans out in the states as well with what you've been spearheading.
3: Yeah, and, and there's some there's some bills that are coming up in the Texas legislature uh, to address you know rapid firing or firing faster in succession, you know, firing you know rifles or, or handguns a lot faster than what they normally fire. They're trying to they're trying to come after in the state of Texas, I'm talking the state of Texas and Austin at the Capitol, uh, there are bills that that are being written right now. They're getting ready to introduce uh, where they're going to address, you know, just in their wording. They're coming after triggers. They're coming after bump stocks in the wording. This is going to be – this session is going to be a session of being on the uh, defense. We're going to be on the defense in, in the Second Amendment community in Texas. Go figure. That's crazy what? to me.
4: Yeah, it's not the same as it used to
3: be. No, it's just that's just insane. It's crazy. So it's not like it was, you know, 10 years ago and we were just, you know, we're on the offensive coming out with, you know, let's do this. Let's give us the right to this. Now we're on the complete defense. The entire you know, last session, was the same thing. The session before that, this time it's going to be even worse. Complete defense on trying to defend our constitutional rights here in Texas. And I never thought that we would be at this point. They're trying to flip the state. Someone told me, you know, they said, "Hey, uh, Texas is going to be the next state that flips." And I said, nah, "I doubt that very seriously. I don't see it in the numbers. Numbers don't show that, not to me."
4: Well, I sure hope not. I'm I'm a red-blooded American, and I believe in the Constitution, and that's what I fought to defend.
3: Yeah. And and Jeremiah, you know, so you're you're selling these. You start selling them this week.
4: Yes, sir. I started selling them on Friday night. Um, bumpstock.com. Um, I have rebranded under the American bump Stock Company since I had to shut down my comp- uh, slide fire in 2018, and we're going to stand this back up out of principle. The pe- you have fought, the people have fought for their rights, and I'm coming back so that if you want a bump stock, it's here.
3: All right, so we man, we come back from the break. We're going to take a look at the bumpstock.com website. We're going to peruse this site. We're going to see. We're going to see how much you know how much these bump stocks are. Wanna have you go go to the website, take a look for yourself, see if you want to get one of these suckers, and then we're gonna talk about the case and you know where that stands and what, what may happen and all that good kind of stuff. So we come back from the break, we're talking with Jeremiah Cottle. He's the founder of the bump stock. We're talking about bump stocks, we're talking about Austin, Texas. Uh, it was. It's going to be a crazy night, apparently, and it was a crazy last night in Austin with drag racers and crime, not enough law enforcement. I tell you, I hope you got your gun. I hope you got your ammunition. I hope you're protecting your business. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace.
6: This is Maj Touray. You're listening to Come and Talk It Radio with Michael Cargill.
2: welcome back to come and talk it and now here's michael cargill all
3: right we're back and we're talking with jeremiah Cottle. he's the founder of the bump stock man jeremiah people are saying great show much much respect uh thanks Barico. i don't know what that <laughs> uh and then uh the fifth thumbs up thank you for streaming the radio show each week uh and a uh, poor man's machine gun says jeremiah good to see you are still around so man oh, yeah people should sure do should sure appreciate you there jeremiah
4: I was very blessed to meet a lot of really good people along over the last eight
3: years. Absolutely. All right, here. All right, so we're in Jeremiah. Let's talk about the um, you, you said you sent out a letter. Well, what, you know what? Let's back up. All right, so let's go to the website. So, thebumpstock.com. Let's go ahead and peruse this site a little bit. All right, so bumpstock.com. And I know there's a typo on the shirt. We've been rushing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh so and, and on this on this site here, uh, we can actually we can order a bump stock. Let's see, how do I do this? I go to using click the red. go down to where it says is that that a video? Like one, two, three, four, those are introduction using SSR. Those are videos, correct? Those are correct. Just click the red box there where it says we got. Them. Got it. Okay, click that red box, we got them, and there you go. All right, so I can get myself one bump stock for $249. Nice, and have it shipped to my house if I'm in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Uh, yep. How do you how do you verify if someone's from a different state, like uh, they're in Georgia?
4: Uh, we have it set up to where the ship to address is whenever they put in their information. If you're from another state, it won't even let you check out.
3: Nice. Okay, so only for Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Now, what do you do? What do you do if um, on February 28th or before that, the government comes back and asks for a stay, and appeals this case to the Supreme Court?
4: Well, I'll do whatever the courts tell me to do. Um, if the courts tell me I've got to stay production, then I'll stay production. And if they don't, I'll just keep—I mean—operating as I'm operating.
3: Um, you
4: know, I'm—I follow the rules just like everybody else.
3: Man, we're almost there. We—we we can almost go and dig them out of that—that uh, that boating act, recover them from that boating <laughs> accident. Uh, we're almost can go to the backyard and and dig them out of that little safe spot in the backyard. There, we're we're almost there.
6: We're almost there.
4: We're really
3: close. Yeah. So, go ahead. I did want to touch base. I'm working
4: on getting a credit card processor. I'm just going through ACH, electronic check, right now because that's the only thing I have available. So, I just wanted to put that out there. We are going to get a credit card processor eventually.
3: It's hard when you're dealing with gun parts and stuff like that. You know, to get a credit card processor to process your stuff. It's people don't understand how difficult it really is.
4: It is unbelievable and. You know, if you want to talk on that, I've been had a rough two weeks on that. It's uh, it's amazing the depths that they push you to. Mm. They are basically classifying they will do business with the
3: porn industry and
4: the cannabis industry before they will do business with the gun industry, and that's unfortunate.
3: And that's funny because the the gun, you know, the Second Amendment is a right. Everything else are all privileges that you just mentioned. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a funny thing, man. I tell it's you. A- at, at some point, you know, the courts have got to help us out with this. And I think that I'm glad that we're pushing the bump stock case, you know, toward the Supreme Court because I think this case will be the case that helps us with everything that the ATF and all these other agencies are trying to do, all this government overreach. And I, I think this is the perfect case to just shut them all down. What do you think, Jeremiah?
4: I absolutely agree. I, I thank you so much for. I, there's this misconception that I get thanked whenever people hear about what the work you've done and they thank me. And I'm like, I didn't have a hand in this fight. This is all you, it requires the people standing up. And, you know, that's exactly what the court said was an agency of the executive branch was weaponized to crush a small business.
3: And then what what hurts me so much, Jeremiah, is the fact that, you know, your business is a, it's a a family, you know, a family, you know, started business that the government just completely came in and crushed you.
4: My grandparents were my first two employees. I employed my ag teacher, the mayor. I employed so many people I grew up with. And what upsets me the most was out of everything that happened, they picked on me. Mm product doesn't shoot bullets that's what the court said it's not a gun but they went after me and they crushed my business Mm, mm,
6: mm, mm. yeah
3: sorry say that one more time they hurt a lot of people yes and very very sad very you know very sad situation and and that's why you know i we went forward with this because i thought i thought this was just insane you know to shut down a business you know, costs millions of dollars get, you know, have companies, you know, have to destroy millions of dollars worth of product, uh, you know, and American citizens having to destroy their product or turn it in something that they legally purchase, legally purchase. You know, and I, I can't say this enough, you know, if any government agency decides to walk into your home and take something from you that you legally purchase, you know, that is, man, that is sad. And the fact that we're, you know, we allow this to happen, you know, got to stand up and, and fight this kind of stuff. And so that's why I'm glad we're pushing this in the courts. Uh, this needs to be in the court. We need to push this all the way to the Supreme Court so that way we can make this right. We, what was wrong? Let's make it right for all 50 states of the United States.
4: Absolutely. And, and even with what's going on with the pistol brace right now, for eight years, the ATF told me that my product was illegal. With a With a letter multiple letters i believe there's eight letters out there where they have multiple times over the course of eight years said it is legal and then just to turn over a half a million americans into felons overnight that's wrong Mm. and it's the same thing that's happening with the pistol brace i haven't read the ruling and all the stuff on that so i can't speak on those things but what i do know is You could legally buy a gun with a pistol brace on it and put it in your safe. And if you don't keep up with the shenanigans that's going on, next thing you know, you're a
3: felon. All right. Now, so, Jeremiah, tell us about this letter. You guys, on January the 12th of 2023, um, just like a a week ago, uh, you guys sent a letter to the Department of Justice, uh, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms, uh, the United States Attorney's Office. Uh, and, and tell us about this letter and, and what you're trying to accomplish.
4: So last month, about a week after we got the ruling, uh, we oh, that's reached right,
3: last, I'm sorry, last month. That's right, January. Okay.
4: Yeah, we we reached out to get some guidance because we don't we don't want any trouble. And you know, under the Fifth Circuit, that federal ruling is no longer it's unconstitutional, so it holds no weight and we wanted to know the parameters that we would have to operate within. So we asked and we waited and we waited and no one ever replied.
3: Mm. And so you guys sent out, so you sent this letter out and so you haven't gotten reply back from your letter yet?
4: From any of the agencies that we sent it
3: to. (laughs) And so this letter says, uh, all I represent Slide Fire Solutions, a veteran owned manufacturing retail company for Moran—how you pronounce that? Is it Moran? Moran. Moran, yeah. all right, Moran, Texas, that formerly developed and sold bump stocks. This letter is presented on behalf of the company and customers that may seek to purchase and possess a bump stock, in addition to others that may have involved in marketing, manufacture, and distribution of bump stocks into the stream of commerce. On January 6, 2023, in the above-referenced case, the United States Court of Appeals— of the 5th Circuit handed down a decision striking down the Department of Justice regulation promulgated uh, by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Explosives purporting to interpret the federal prohibition of machine guns as extended to bump stocks. And so you guys sent this letter to uh, DOJ. You sent it to the ATF, the attorney's office. Uh, So based on the ruling from the 5th Circuit, Sly Fire Solutions, and it's its affiliate entities intend to resume manufacturing bump stocks on February the 1st of 2023. The company will initially restrict its sales distri- distribution into the states of Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi. The purpose of this letter is to request confirmation that the DOJ and ATF acknowledge the court's ruling and legality of Slide Fire Solutions' intention to resume its bump stocks-related operations. Man, I love it. I love it. I love it.
4: Well, here's an important thing. We asked for them to reply in public because we wanted our customers to also have that answer. And we've just heard nothing. So not only were we asking them to address us, but we were asking them to tell the public as well. So any potential customers that purchase this would, would know how they would react. But crickets, nothing. Mm.
3: And you know what? And if you guys got any questions for uh, Jeremiah, definitely give us a call. Our call in number is 512-643-5483. It's 512-643-5483. Give us a call. Ask Jeremiah a couple questions about his company. Jeremiah man, Jeremiah is a great guy. Uh this is we're talking about a veteran-owned company. Uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, a community that that started a business in the community and you know, doing God's work. You were talking helping uh, wounded veterans. It's how it originally started. And now the, you know, an agency within our federal government decides to shut it down because someone allegedly used one in a particular uh, crime in Las Vegas. And so, uh, man, it and you know, let's you know, I was looking thinking of uh, I was watching a documentary last night and I was looking at the 9/11 uh, documentary and, you know, just looking at all the video of the planes hitting the Twin Towers, and I was like, man, we didn't ban flight, you know. <laughs> we didn't ban airplanes, you know. No. We may we may have changed some security procedures, but we didn't ban planes altogether. And we had a large number of people, 3,000 people die in that, you know, in that situation on, on that particular day. Um, you know, I look at, you know, I go to the um, – Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City bombing, and the people that were killed during the Oklahoma City bombing. And I was like, man, we didn't ban pickup trucks, you know, or rental rider trucks, U Haul trucks. You know, those are not banned in this country. You know, I look at, you know, I go to California, look at, you know, uh, Las Vegas guy, you know, jumps into a car, hops a curve, and runs over some people on the sidewalks. Like, man, they didn't ban rental cars or, you know, they didn't go to car dealerships. And decide to, you know, go after the dealerships, you know, in 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 that, you know, situation. Uh, so we're talking about we're talking about bump stocks. We're talking about small companies. We're talking about the government. We're talking about government overreach. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
7: The Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're back, and we're talking about the bump stocks. We're talking with Jeremiah Cottle, the inventor of the bump stock. Uh, Jeremiah, so once again, tell us how, you know, how do we find your website? You know, how do we purchase a bump stock, and how much is it? (laughs) All right. Well, the
4: website is bumpstock.com. The price is $249. Uh, right now we're doing ACH. It's a electronic check service. We're going to work on getting a credit card processor. Uh, that just takes time in the gun industry. Uh, but I didn't want to wait because I wanted everybody to be able to exercise their constitutional rights. So I brought it live on Friday. bumpstock.com. dot com. You can get them. Limited quantities, but they're there.
3: Nice. And so you and so you're you're you so you're you're going to be manufacturing suckers then. Oh yeah. Nice. All right. So. And and no response at all from the federal government to your letter that you sent them to inform them that you're going to be selling these at the beginning of February?
4: That's correct. There was no response. We reached out to multiple agencies,
3: and nobody responded at all. Wow. Even the local ETF office, huh? Nope. Wow. Nobody. Hmm. Right, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm I'm curious how this is going to play out by February 28th because right around February 28th is the, the deadline uh, for them to – do their appeal and ask for a stay to the Supreme Court. So we do have you know a week and a few days, and they typically wait to the last minute. They may ask for an extension or something of that in nature. I'm not sure how all that stuff works. I'm not an attorney, so we'll see you know how everything plays out. But this case is very important because this case, uh, I I'm I'm hoping that the someone who's filed the case for the uh, the AR pistol brace, I'm hoping that they get a stay. And so that we can, you know, get the federal government to mark time on the taking of the pistol brace while we wait, you know, and push this bump stock case to the Supreme Court.
4: I agree. I think that's super important. And I and I
3: hope that this actually
4: makes them make a decision and pushes this forward. Um, That was one of my main motivating factors for doing this was because y'all have fought for the last five years and i have waited it's
3: time yeah and it it, were, it were really it really would be nice if if you and i were together in the supreme court uh while this case is being heard in front of the supreme court we we can make some history absolutely we will make history absolutely we will Man, i'll tell you and it it you know it's funny because uh you know the bump stock case you know and you know, you, you know, the vendor of the bump stock you know, you're going to be forever in the history of Texas when it comes to the Second Amendment. Uh, when we went, you know, if we win this fight, you know, they can't talk about the Second Amendment, talk about how we got from point A to point B without mentioning Jeremiah Cottle and the bump stock. And so I think it's going to be very key. And so, man, you should, you should be very proud. You, you've you done something, you know, really great. Uh, your name is going to be etched in stone in Texas history. Um, and so just I just hope— that you know we continue to move forward you know to the supreme court and we actually win this case so it can be even stronger
4: I think we will I think you will absolutely win this case because you are in the right this was an absolute government overreach and not one dime did they ever ask me what is a bump stock mm. so have all of these government agencies all the way down to the state level misclassifying things they don't understand simple physics and they're writing laws that just cripple people and turn them into felons on a whim after saying for years
3: that it's okay
4: and that's not right that's not the country
3: that i fought for Mm. Mm -mm -mm. yeah that's just man just not good at all i'll tell you all right jeremiah well definitely we're gonna keep in touch i'm you know i'm glad you reach out to me this week Glad we had a chance to get you on the show. I'm glad you started selling those suckers uh, this week, and so we're gonna we're gonna see how this how this case goes. I'm gonna see how next week goes. Uh, by next week, we should hear something from the federal government on on, on which direction they're going because they're being very quiet right now. I think they're trying to figure it out. We got them on the ropes. It's like a it's like Muhammad Ali. Uh, you know, we 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 got them on the ropes right now, exactly where we want them.
4: Yes, we do. I think y'all <laughs> done exceptional job pushing it through getting it set up and it's time to push it up to the supreme court and let our voices be heard
3: that's right all right i'll tell you what thank you jeremiah Cottle, the inventor of the bump stock and so what what's your your new company name now
4: american bump stock company
3: the american bump stock company that's right and so if you want to get your bump stock go to bumpstock.com Go to bumpstock.com and get your bumpstock, but you only can get it if you're in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi. Thank you, Jeremiah Cottle. Thank you, sir. All right. Absolutely. You have a great rest of your weekend. You too, as well. All right. So, man, I tell you, I want to talk about this um, you know, the 18, 19, and 20 year olds that can get a license to carry handgun. Man, Zach, do you know that they are coming to class? 18 and 19, 20 year olds. Do you know today? You had some, you had a, a few people that were under 21 in your class this morning. First class? That's right. And second class. And second class. That's right. Who are 18, 19, and 20 years old, and they want to learn how to shoot. They want to get their LTC, come back to class, get their lights, carry handgun, and their UT students. And they want to carry. In college, you know, they pull me to the side. You know, I don't ask people, you know, hey, how old are you? Hey, how old are you? You know, they, they actually, you know, will pull me to the side when, when no one's paying attention and say, hey, just so you know, I'm, you know, I'm 18, 19, or 20. And I go to UT and I'm getting my LTC because I heard that we can get our license and start carrying, you know, UT campus. I say, yeah, that's right. And so they said, well, that's why I'm here. And so, man, it's exciting. And then they can buy a handgun. And uh, They can't buy it from a gun store. So you have private it, sale or gift. They have to get it as a private sale as a gift. You have to be 21 to purchase a, a handgun from a, a federal farms license dealer. So they're going to have to get it as a private sale as a gift from a private individual.
5: So 18 to 20 can get a gun, even if they don't have a license the way. It, yeah.
3: So the way it works is if you're 18, 19 or 20 years old, you can have your, you can get your life security handgun from the state of Texas. Uh, if you are going to carry on the Texas constitutional carry law, and you're 18, 19, or 20, you can only conceal carry a handgun in the vehicle under the constitutional carry law. Only conceal carry. But if you get your license to carry a handgun, you can open carry or conceal carry in your vehicle. And we got cl- to
5: clarify that uh, these 18 to 20 year olds can get a gun as a gift or in a private sale. That's but- right. Someone else cannot go buy them a gun with the intent of then selling it or giving it to them.
3: That's correct. That's considered a straw purchase. So you Mm -hmm. have to be very careful about that because the very question on the 4473, which is a government document, which you're attesting to when you sign it, you know, that everything you put on that document is correct. You're saying that you are the purchaser, you know, and this firearm is for you.
5: So you cannot have someone go to the store and buy you a gun.
3: Mm
6: Mm-mm.
5: That would be a straw purchase, which yeah. is a felony. So it's
3: a you know, very thin line. Got to be careful there on how you do this.
5: It's got to be basically somebody's old gun that they bought for themselves that they then want to sell or give as a gift. Yeah, they're going to give
3: Yeah, – I'll give you this one. I'm going to buy me a new one. I'm going to upgrade, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, so that'll work. And so, yeah, so at 18 on the constitutional carry law, you cannot open carry in a vehicle. Unless you have a license carry handgun, get your license carry handgun. You can open carry in the vehicle at 18, 19, or 20 with an LTC. And it's the same thing for security. You know, a security officer, a, who, someone who's working private security at 18, 19, or 20, can be certified through the state of Texas and carry a gun at 18, 19, or 20. But they can't purchase the handgun to work as a security officer. They have to get as a private sale as a gift. <laughs> but they can get certified and be a security officer and carry a gun at 18, 19, or 20.
5: That's an interesting loophole that the state and federal. They're, right, because there's state law have.
3: and then there's federal law. And it's a very th- you know, thin line there that we have to, you know, we have to swing by. And so I've been repeating this stuff over and over because I want this stuff to sink into people. Uh, because in order to carry on a college campus, you have to have your license to carry handgun to conceal carry your handgun on a college campus. You cannot open carry. Uh campus carries only conceal carry, and you have to have a license in order to do that. So this means that all 18, 19, 20 years old. Man, I tell you, I wish I was 18 in high school, getting ready to graduate. I would, take my, I would get my LTC and have my LTC at 18
5: in high school. They didn't have an LTC <laughs> when you were in high school, did they? Hey, stop, stop using <laughs> bad language over there. That's <laughs> <laughs> Black powder. been around the block. <laughs> 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 That's right. It was black powder pistol back then. son. Mike's so old he had to put the gunpowder down the barrel and then Shoot, you gonna learn. stick it down with a with a rod. Shoot, we had to go down there and get that <laughs> gunpowder
3: and haul it all the way back up to the house. You don't know <laughs> nothing about that.
5: You had to mine it from the mountains. Shoot, you're gonna
3: learn today, let me tell you. <laughs> 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 oh man. So yeah, so I you know, the yeah, the gun laws are very tricky as far as like, you know, the age and the state. And then what you can do inside the gun store, because gun stores are governed by the federal government. So it's a very, very tricky thing there. Uh, But, yeah, so a lot of people are excited about this. They're excited about, you know, being able to carry on a college campus all college students. And I'm seeing, you know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing, you know, young, I'm seeing females that are coming to class. Young ladies are coming to class. And at 18, 19, and 20, and their, their fathers are supporting them and getting their LTC to protect themselves while they're going back and forth to school and uh, to college and I'm excited about this you know taking their own personal protection in their own hands because they're calling 911 being put on hold and can't get assistance because they are not en- enough 911 dispatchers uh, they're you know calling you know asking for police to respond because someone's trying to b- bust down their front door like I heard someone tell me today and 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 police, you know, are not responding fast enough, and they didn't have anything to protect themselves. while this person trying to bust down their front door, and they're in college, and so yeah, so they're saying, you know what, I'm not going to wait and be a victim. I'm going to take my own personal protection in my own hands. Learn how to shoot and defend myself, and then I'll just tell them this, you know, to, to send the corner. <laughs> Paramex was showing up. Send show up really quick. You dial 911, mm, you ask for the you ask for the paramedics. they will get there. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
0: This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: All right, so we're back, and we're we're gonna stay here in Austin, Texas, and talk about Texas here. I uh, want to talk about Austin. So last night, man, a lot was going on in Austin, Texas. Yeah, if you're on YouTube, if you're looking at it on Facebook or Twitter, I tell you what, man, there was a lot going on. There was drag racing. Uh, there were, you know, police officers were, were trying to control the crowd. Uh, they were overtaking police, moving the police back, throwing fireworks at the police vehicles. A police officer was injured in about, what was it, like five police vehicles? At least five police vehicles were damaged, in, including a county sheriff uh, vehicle last night. It's just insane. So a lot going on, and I'm, I'm hearing that it's going to be done again tonight. You know, But someone was doing a music video as well. Uh Lewis Guapo. Am I saying that right, Lewis? Uh yes, Louis Guapo. All right, Lewis, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. So tell us, you know, tell us what was going on last night. And tell well, first tell us about you. You know, what do you do? What kind of company do you have?
6: Uh yes. I have a video production company, Walls Capital Entertainment, in Austin, Texas. And we were not doing a music video. It just happened to be uh stumble upon. Me and a friend going to pick up another friend at the airport, and we stumbled upon this traffic, and since I carry a camera around because of the work that I do, and I like to document stuff and blog every now and then, I just happened to seize the moment and capture what we had yesterday night. Nice. Okay, I,
3: I got it. So you were just you know, out and about. You had your your, your phone with you, your camera with you, and so you decided to you know, document this, and then you kind of put it into a video. Correct. Nice. All right. Awesome. And what's the name of your company? Wolves Capital Entertainment. All right. And so what Now, so what was going on down there? Was it like, uh, was these were drag racers? You know, what was happening?
6: All right. So when I arrived to like Morning Springs and Lamar, uh, like all the intersection was blocked off. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of cars. Like if you were to look at Google Maps, it would tell you there's a 15-minute trap. That 15-minute traffic was in that intersection in all four corners. A lot of cars um, blocked off, um, some of them um, from the actual event. Others were just regular civilians. And all of a sudden, people just out of curiosity want to know what they want, what is happening. Everybody outside on the cars, recording from businesses, from from inside the car, from everywhere. And then the actual event, there's people around in a circle. Um, and there's one, two, or three cars, depending how maybe they can actually fit in and they can do their uh, donuts or revving their tires. They perform a show for themselves and they basically record it, enjoy and have fun times and stuff like that. Um, of course, um, events such this are, in a way, not known to the public, basically can become um, can become like a it can take a bad turn of events, you know? Right. Because
3: um, a lot a lot of people show up to this stuff. You know, you're talking hundreds of people, maybe even thousands. Right. Yeah,
6: that's that's something that I heard and saw all over social media. Uh whenever I I was going to Twitter and like I seen people like posting and stuff. All of a sudden you see other people commenting and all of a sudden you scared into the rabbit hole of what was going on. And yeah, like it seems that there's, it was going all over the Austin area and multiple locations. And it was just happened to be like a small group or small group because like in all types of things, every single community have their own like groups. So in this community, like have their own group of people who like to do this certain types of events. Right. And a lot of them uh, happen to be a lot of uh, kids and teenagers. So in a way, I can see why there's a lot of um, um, things that happen. You know, when you're a teenager, you basically do whatever you want to do. And and I think that's what one of the major things that happened last night, just kids being kids and doing whatever they want to do.
7: So you so you think these are, you
6: think
3: you think most of the people that were doing this were were actually minors. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. APD stated that Saturday night that they were investigating the incidents and said they want to reiterate that this behavior is reckless and poses significant risk and dangers to the public. So, man, people got to watch out there because that man, someone can get hurt from that. A lot of, you know, one, you know, you already, you know, I guess a police officer was injured. And then, you know, what if one of these these vehicles, what if they fail the mechanics? It fails and it hits the people that are in the crowd, you know, that are standing, you know, really close while they're doing all these tricks and stuff. Correct. Yeah. And so tell us about your video. So how did you, how did you come up with, you know, doing a music video?
6: Okay. So, um, basically since I work a lot with like businesses around Austin, like from restaurants to real estate to different varieties and want high quality stuff. A lot of times, uh, whenever I do blogs for fun, I just like, I like a song, or I just want to make sure the video kind of ties along with the music so it can kind of look like it's like, oh, this is much more like wow factor. And also like, since I have like techniques with a camera, I like to make it a little bit more cinematic or like a documentary film style, because why not? And and last night, that's basically what kind of happened. like. I saw the moments, I saw the clouds, so I kinda like went around to get like different angles just to capture like different moments of the time that was going on and different types of TVs and behaviors. And from there it's like, okay, a lot of music that I have like like music like out there, like which one kinda fits more to the like buy that was going on or like the emotion or like the thing that was going on. Right. So let's yeah. move, you know. So yeah. <laughs> The song and links to the videos uh chop it and edit it real quick on my phone and put it out there all right nice. I, a lot of people like sharing videos and I'm like you guys only capture one side of the thing and so it can be turning to whatever your uh narrative in your world can become so for me it's like you know what let me sh- showcase this what happened this is my perspective my viewpoint like kind of look like a show kind of look like a movie kind of look like Give us a little bit of a dream or whatever reality is going on. And, yeah, I mean, different but, angles, different perspectives, and right. different activities.
3: All right, let me, let, me, let me tell you this, though. Okay, so check this out. So I, get, I think I understand what you're saying. So in you, what you're saying is you want to give a different perspective of how it looked to the people that were there as the you know, people that were watching you know, in the crowd and watching this and the people that are participating in it. You want to give it from their perspective. Uh, But, you you know, and you said, you know, kind of like a dream or something like that. But keep in mind this, that, you know, when we see movies and things of that nature, there are a lot of safety uh, parameters that they have in place to make sure people don't get hurt or people don't get injured. Uh, They have doctors, you know, on the scene and stuff like that. So, you know, it's not a dream. You know, this is something these are not trained people that, you know, know how to do stunts and things of that nature. So they kinda have to be careful because eventually someone's gonna get hurt and it's gonna be really bad. And it's, someone's been hurt before, but it you know, something really bad is gonna happen eventually the more this grows. Wouldn't you agree?
6: Correct. It's it's something like human nature will follow human nature and something that I believe is like let's put it this in the comparison example. Like there's some people like they wanna like throw things out or smash things, but like if you do that with a crowd or with People that you know, they might think you're <laughs> like something else. Right. But let's say you pay $40 just to go to a local, like Austin location where they actually, it is permitted and there's safety measures and all that kind of stuff. Then it becomes like a healthy activity that a person can go and exercise. So in, in my way, like kind of like you said, like, yes, like there, like when it comes to movies, there's trained professionals, medical assistants, and all these sorts of things. Right. And I think like, I do believe like, Let's put an F on this because um, if this becomes like more and it's going to be chaotic and honestly like if there can be a place where this can be like safe and, and, and like people can be like in a way okay so they can enjoy such activity, then in other words, go ahead. You know? And, and, and honestly
3: and honestly I think you know I think there's a there's a lot of potential there you know have you people that they actually have some skills uh, they yeah. be smart about it though what they can do is take it to Circa of the Americas, rent out the place, You know, you know, sell some tickets to it, get some sponsors, make some money from it. You know, don't waste your skills, you know, on the streets and risk the chance of getting charged with a crime and losing your license and going to jail, possibly for committing a a serious misdemeanor or even a felony. You know, make some money off of it. Be smart about it. You know, you can get rich from this stuff. You know, they actually got some skills, you know, but, you know, but be smart about your skills and try to make some money from it. You
6: know what I mean? Yeah, that's something I like. I, I I'll agree with you. Like, yeah, like, hey, I think they're pretty smart kids. They know, like, they know what they're doing in a way for, like, hey, like, you can make it much more better, much more safety, or much more, like, make money actually from this or actually make something out of it. And honestly, like, I don't know, like, if, you may talk to one of like, a couple of them, like they might actually give you like different perspectives, like different people, with different viewpoints.
7: Yeah. And hey. I'm
6: proving sure that a couple of them, like they have that idea they want to actually do something big and safety uh, for everybody and charge
3: it. Nice. That,
6: you... I think like we need to connect the right people with the right people and make that happen just to make sure like our communities can be safe and people can also enjoy certain activities and also other people who were not even like part of the fan, like while well, we happen to be. Me and my friend and other people who were just stuck in traffic actually be able to see something in a much more better way than what we expected. All
3: right. Awesome, man. I tell you what, thank you, Lewis. I appreciate you coming on the show and 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 laying this out for us. Uh, Very good. Nice video, by the way. I can't play it on the air because of the words. You know, but it's, it was nice. I lo- love the music. You did a great job putting that together. I hope you can make some money off of this. I hope you get rich. I'm in your corner. Uh, this is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It.
0: Yo, what's going on, guys? It's Jack Jones here, and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It.
2: Welcome back to Come and Talk It, and now here's Michael Cargill.
3: Man, I tell you, apparently uh, City Councilmember Allison Alter from District 10, Austin, Texas there, got stuck in that traffic, that mayhem last night, and called 911, had to sit on hold for what, about 10 minutes? 30 minutes! She had to sit on hold for 30 minutes, City Councilmember. She couldn't get through to 911. Ah, you made your bed, just sit there and lie in it. I hope it's salty for you. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I hope it's salty. <laughs> all right, so man, you know what, Zach? Yeah. The new There's a new gun law blocking some teenage gun sales. You know, you remember this law passed by the federal government,
5: Washington D.C. That the one uh, where they didn't want anybody under 21 purchasing guns. And mm-hmm. They wanted to do extended background checks and. Uh... What was it? Uh, they wanted to uh, do some extra checks for before they were 18? hmm mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that one. So the new gun reform law Congress passed after, a, after two mass shootings by teenagers last year has begun blocking some firearm sales to people under 21. So far, more stringent background checks for younger gun buyers have resulted in 64 denied transactions. 64.
5: Okay, so we have 332 million people in the U.S. And because two people Uh did shootings, Mm -hmm. they made a law. Mm
3: -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So the the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, signed by President Joe Biden in June, expanded criminal background checks for sales at licensed gun dealers to include search of juvenile records for prospective buyers ages 18 to 20. Now... The new law requires the FBI's National Instant Criminal Background Check System to look for potential disqualifying information at local law enforcement agencies, state criminal juvenile justice repositories, and state custodians of mental health records. Uh, Previously, the system generally looked only at adult uh, court records. The expanded checks were phased in with just one state participating in October and a national rollout on January the 3rd since the law's enactment. The system has denied 425 transactions involving buyers ages 18 to 20. Uh, the FBI said the uh, 64 of those a direct result of the new laws' juvenile background checks. It's possible that firearm dealers refused additional transactions, and that some sales went through without a timely response from the system. Uh, senator John Cornyn, you know the senator, the senior senator of Texas. Uh, one of the lead authors of the law said Justice Department officials told him during an early January congressional visit to a background check facility in uh, Clarksburg, West Virginia, that the new policy had blocked 27 firearm sales to people under 21. And they're starting to actually deny gun purchases based on juvenile mental health and criminal records. Cornyn told the HUP Post that it's just the beginning, and hopefully, as the bill's being implemented, it will have a bigger impact. Well, guess what? got some news. I got something to say to Senator John Cornyn. Well, guess what? Now 18, 19, 20-year-olds can get a lice-to-carry handgun and bypass the background check system to purchase a firearm from a gun store. So how does that come into play? So if someone's 18, 19, or 20, they can get the lice-to-carry handgun. They can use that LTC to bypass the background check system because their background check's already been done. Now what? Now they can get a gun. Now they can get a gun. So, man, I tell you. eh. All right, so, (laughs) well, I tell you what, let's go to our phone lines. And, by the way, I I call in numbers, 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. All right, so go ahead. Tom and Anderson Mill, what you got, Tom?
7: I wanted to say with this defund the police in Austin, People don't understand what's going to happen. Everybody that I know is armed up to defend themselves instead of being able to rely on the professionals to do it for us. And I think that can be, I think that can be dangerous because, you know, people aren't trained in the de-escalation and and how to uh, appraise the situation the way that a professional is and. We don't double our police force here in the next 18 months. I think we're going to have a lot of trouble.
3: So I think Tom, what you're saying is you think we're going to have some vigilante justice. You're thinking that because well, think, because of lack of law enforcement, you think it's going to empower citizens to take matters into their own hands.
7: We have to protect our families. If the if the if the police department can't do it, then we will have to take it upon ourselves to do it. And. You're aware that the lack of that kind of training, I mean. Go ahead. I'm just getting a little bit choked up. I can't believe people are opposed to having a professionally trained law enforcement presence in our community. That's the basics. Most fundamental thing that makes a community. Right. Is law and order.
3: That's right. That's right. I agree with you, Tom. I agree with you 100%. And it's sad. It's sad that, you know, we're going to we're we're going to push people into a corner. You know, they're going to put their backs up against the wall and they're going to start fighting back. They're going to say, hey, you know, police are not going to be there. Then I have no choice but to take you know matters into my own hands and take care of this myself. And I don't know if they really want people to do that. It may not you know, you may not have the results you think you're going to have.
7: Exactly.
3: All right, man, I'll tell you what. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Appreciate you giving me a call there. That's I've very I never. I didn't think about it like that. Very good. All right. So I want to change gears a little bit. I want to talk about um, TSA man? TSA. Do you know Zach mm-hmm. that a dude went through TSA in Houston and he went through TSA in Houston. He had a right. He had a an AR pistol. Um, and it was a had a brace on it. Well, it wasn't a brace. It was a what do you call that little thing? The um. God, blade? The blade. He had
5: the blade Shockwave on. blade.
3: Yeah, so he had the blade on it. So it was a, a AR pistol with a blade on it. They still consider that a
5: brace, I believe.
3: That is correct. Play? And and he had loaded magazines. I want to say one, two, three, four loaded magazines. Four, 30. And rounds. As carry on? As carry
5: on. Oops. Ah, I bet he didn't have his license, did he? As <laughs> You know that fool didn't. Audio <laughs> so, $10,000 fine then? Yeah. <laughs>
3: So, a pastor headed from New Orleans to Houston faces a hefty fine after TSA agents found a loaded AR pistol and 163 rounds of ammunition in his carry-on bag. Carry-on, 52-year-old man from Jefferson, Louisiana, now faces a fine that could be as high as fifteen thousand, according to. <laughs> according to the TSA, the agency said the. Uh, the Palmetto PA-15 multi-AR firearm loaded with 30 rounds and five additional loaded magazines were seized on Valentine's Day. A Jefferson Parish Sheriff Deputy on duty at the Louis Armstrong New Orleans International Airport confiscated the uh, the firearm. And passengers needed, uh, need to focus on what is inside their carry-ons before entering their checkpoint.
8: I mean, or something?
3: what goes through a person's head when you're going through a metal detector? You know, they're saying, look, take off your shoes. Undo your belt buckle, remove everything from your pockets, take your laptop, pull it out, put it on the, you know, on the display. Make sure you don't have any change in your pockets, no keys in your pockets. Put everything in there, and we're going to shove the stuff through. We're going to go through this metal detector. What goes to your head? What well, you, is
5: more of the metal detector. It's like an X-ray scanner what for your you, luggage, right? What do
3: you think they're looking for? <laughs> what do you think they're looking for? A gun, people. A freaking gun. <laughs> insane I just don't get these people that some people are just so dumb that is dumber than dumb and and then it's a it's now the pistol that he had as of January 31st that's a felony in itself
5: that's a short barrel rifle that's to the ATF
3: yes that's a short barrel rifle now so it's not even a legal a firearm on top of that so plus you try to take a, a gun through the checkpoint and it was an illegal firearm on top of that and it was loaded with rounds in the magazine dude you are done don't drop the soap if you do don't pick it up because <clears throat> you're done oh man i just don't get it and it happens all the time what is going on what we're, this is 2023 you would think people would know not to take firearms through security at the airport i just don't get it man uh, and you know what we're going to have a new sponsor uh, we have a new sponsor coming up, um, and next next show we're gonna tell you about that. I hope to have some uh, some pictures and stuff like that of our sponsor, because um, it's not only gonna be Texas Law Shield. It's gonna be another sponsor. We have a new we have a new security system in the shop now. New camera system um, works really well. I'm very excited about it, and it does a lot of stuff. And you know, and it's it it, it sends nice alerts. It tracks man it's it's awesome, you know, love the, the license ca- plate readers camera system, you know, it does wonderful things, so it 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 definitely is gonna help us reduce crime in our complex where we are and and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to it, and it's I'm excited about it. I love it. Nice camera system, beautiful. All right. We come back next week, Rick, I got a surprise for you. so we're gonna talk about that sponsor and more next week. So we'll say that for next week. as always, folks. More guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
7: Hey, this is A.W.R. Hawkins with Bright Hard and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.